Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go. Our number two here on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Uh, Joe Ranieri, Dane Martinez. I'm going to go ahead and guess that uh, Alex Mazzano is probably nowhere in the building at this point. Is yeah, that, uh... that's what it is, okay, Joe. That that's what guess. it is. All right. But guys, I got to so tell we'll... you, one of the things he would say for updates, right? He'd go through the injuries of mm. week 16. And there were a bunch of them, Joe. You know, we got to talk also. We got to talk about the Dwayne Haskins injury, right, and the idea of him being out there or not. We talked to Virginia about guys like leaving Danny Dimes out there with nothing to play for, Dwayne Haskins, James Conner, DJ Moore, Kyler Murray we talk about, Mark Ingram. But perhaps the worst uh, situation was in Seattle, Joe, was in Seattle where they lose. Bree Carroll has now said uh, Chris Carson, with the hip injury he sustained, is out for the season. Backup running back, C.J. Prosize, sustained an arm injury out for the season, Joe. And you and I have been saying that we like the way Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles are making plays when the time is right. And maybe they get a little bit healthier, Aguilar, Howard, whatever the case may be. Joe, for months, I've been having that joke like I'll take wild card one against the NFC East division champion and wild card weekend on the road. I don't know about that anymore, Joe. Mm. If it's Philly at nine and seven, it could be Seattle who will have to play San Francisco with no running back, literally a guy they called up from the practice squad. And imagine if we have a re a repeat of week 12 when Seattle went into Philadelphia and won that game 17 to nine. I don't know, Joe, just like how Seattle when they were seven and nine, beat New Orleans at home with the Marshawn Lynch Beastquake run. I I don't know, Joe. I think things are looking up for Philadelphia, and it's bad for Seattle because of those injuries. The listen, Carson and Prosai. What what are you going to do? I mean, running backs. Unfortunately, it's it's a shame it happened. In the same game there where you've got to, you know, bring in a, uh, you know, University of Miami guy that was a six round draft pick uh, to be your running back. But they'll find a guy to be the running back. The biggest injury for them was losing Dwayne Brown, the anchor of that offensive line, because the minute he went down, the minute Chandler Jones started feasting on Russell Wilson, they had no answer. They could not run the ball as it was. They were having a hard mm-hmm. time. And the minute that you lose the guy that is the bread and butter of that offensive line for Russell Wilson, and now there's no guarantee. They hope he'll be back at some point for the playoffs, but there's yes. no guarantee he's going to be back. So losing that. a member of that offensive line, as valuable as Brown is, that was huge. They'll find a running back. They'll, I mean, you know, the NFL will find a running back. The question is, who the hell is going to block for him? or Russell Wilson at that particular point, because everything collapsed the minute he went down for them. Everything. Like, it just, all of a sudden now, they had no answers on that side, on the left side of the offensive line. 
and they couldn't run the ball. And, oh, yeah, then the running back breaks his arm. Okay, great. Then the other guy dislocates his Bo Jackson hip. Okay, great. Now what the hell are you going to do? So three monster injuries for the Seahawks yesterday. And uh, and you talked about it with Washington. Explain to me now, is Washington ever going to play a season without a starting quarterback getting some sort of ridiculous yeah. leg injury here? Blows yeah. out, shatters his ankle. So who the hell knows what's going to be the future with him, except for an awful lot of rehab is what it looks like. Uh, Case Keenum did a really good job coming in for him. But, I mean, to lose your rookie quarterback like that, yeah. Alex Smith, now you're going to lose Haskins for an extended period of time. It just, man, when a black cloud is over you sometimes, a black cloud is yeah. over you. It's like I feel terrible for Haskins. I feel bad for, you know, his teammates. I hope. But nothing that I've seen from that video a million times tells me that's going to be any good news, Dane, coming out oh, here that's today. Long term. It's yeah. And that's the thing. We were talking about it. We talked about it this weekend, Joe, really in relation to Danny Dimes, Mm. who they put back out there. And I said, listen, if he gets some kind of re-aggravation, it's fine. As long as there's not some kind of long-term injury, which impacts the off-season program and training camp. And that's exactly what may happen with Dwayne Haskins. And it's even worse, Joe. It's going to be a new head coach, a new scheme for him to have to learn. And he's going to be doing it from the sidelines, reading just playbooks, doing it virtually. That is a big problem. Problem. And also, Joe, not for nothing, and I don't mean to be disparaging, but he's going to come back 265 pounds, Joe. Like, he's not, I mean, he's, he's, yep. he's, he's going to come back. Me and Blewett were joking when we were watching the game. He's going to come back like Jamarcus Russell. You know yep. what I mean? He's going to be ballooned up. It's, it's, I'm not trying to be disparaging against the kid, but like, it's, it's it, it, ugh, man, it's like the perfect storm. Everything came up snake eyes for him. And he was doing, you know, and it was he was holding his own in the game. Everything was going along. And then, sure. you know, just this franchise, knowing Alex Smith up in the booth is watching that, you know, a guy that almost lost his yeah. leg, uh, you know, playing yeah. for this Redskins team. And then to have your, you know, his uh, replacement or the future have a similar type of injury where if his, you know, if his ankle is blown out like that, it's like, oh, God, yep. this is just, you know, when it's. When you got it going against you, you got it going against you. And he was actually going toe-to-toe. I was looking forward to watching how that game was going to end. Now, Case came in and did a, he did a really good job in a battle. But, you know, nothing that Haskins wasn't actually doing in that game. They were always yeah. just, you know, Giants will score, Redskins score. Giants score, Redskins score. So, uh, it sucks. It really, really does. And it's... Silver lining. Here's the silver uh, lining. With the Redskins loss, right... Uh, so inherently the Giants win and the Miami right. win and Urban Meyer in the box, you know, checking everybody out. Well, guess what falls into the Washington football team's lap potentially? Another Ohio State Buckeye yep. with the number two overall pick. The Washington yep. football team selects Chase Young, edge rusher out of Ohio State. It's Buckeyes, yep. uh, it's Buc- Buckeyes Atlantic Coast. It could yep. be. And Urban Meyer could be the guy pulling the strings. It was, uh, yeah, kind of. It just um, sucks there. It it really it does. does because no, that's the bad. biggest fear. That's the that one thing they need to avoid. It's like the teams two are going to have situation. Yeah. It's like yep. the two a situation. Teams are going to have that big worry, especially those that have nothing to play for next week. Because, uh, or if you're already in, you know, again, if I see Lamar Jackson on the field and Harbaugh is a, he's a no, trippy dude. Ridiculous. 
that would be I, ridiculous. Just saying, he's ridiculous. a trippy dude, guys. We said the same thing in preseason. Like, what Absolutely. the hell are you doing? Why is he playing with the third teamers? Like, what are you doing? I don't know. Uh, I, I, that would be just crazy. saying. Keep an eye. Put him in golf ball right now. Ingram, Andrews, all of them. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Shout out there to the uh, to the gentleman who walked into a New Jersey sports book and put a $405,000 down on a uh, money line play for the Dallas Cowboys yesterday. Mm. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. Sorry That's about okay. that. But hey, could have been worse. No, actually, it couldn't have got worse. Well, it could have been. It could have been five hundred thousand dollars. That could have had more than forty-five hundred on it. Yeah, it could have had more than four hundred five k on it. Uh, awful. But uh, listen, Cowboys are still in it, Philadelphia, uh, and it's all about controlling your own destiny, which is why watching the Steelers uh, lose yesterday had to be extremely painful to Steeler Nation because now they lose control of their own destiny and they have to hope for uh, a little bit of help. Still, they got to take down a Ravens team that. I mean, let's be honest. We know what should happen, but I have no idea what we are going to see from them because that's just the way Harbaugh rolls. Uh, the Steelers have to win that game. And, you know, Tennessee has lost back-to-back weeks now in a situation yeah. where they truly, and they remain having their own destiny in their hands yes. because they have to win against Houston, who Bill O'Brien has already said, we have no intention of resting anybody uh, we don't want to lose ground here. We want to uh, we want to continue uh, to move forward. So Houston's already locked up the South. They are good to go. The number three seed, of course, is definitely a possibility. And we mentioned I would much rather be playing uh, the Raiders or the Steelers or the Titans than having yeah. to go uh, and take on the Buffalo Bills, who I think are definitely the scarier of the bunch there in the sure. wild card spot. Uh, but Titans, you still win. And you're in, but talk about a nemesis. They're going to have to figure out a way. I thought it was very, how bad is Derrick Henry that he couldn't go in what was a huge game at home yesterday for them? Uh, I'm worried about what Derrick Henry is now. Were they looking ahead? Did they realize that win or lose? They still, I I don't know what they were doing, but announcing him a couple hours before out. Now he's got to be bad. It's got to be bad, man. It's got to be be bad. Because right now, if the Pittsburgh Steelers had beaten the Jets, which they were favored to do, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's not like they could have been like, oh, we'll right. just try and sneak past this week and still have playoff hopes. No, Henry's 
Henry's hurt. <laughs> I mean, and this is a guy who, remember, they were relying on him in the last four or five weeks. Dude was putting up like 150-plus in touchdowns. Yeah. They were yeah. they were leaning on him. So I don't think, you know, this might have been a lose the battle or win the war. But if he was out, if he was available, they would have run him out there. And he was it needed. Happened. Okay, yeah. absolutely. Yep. What I think is interesting, Joe, is they play Houston, right? They played like, what, a week ago. They played week 15. And I remember telling you then, I'd be very interested to see see if they put some specific things on tape where they could do break the exact tendency the second time around. I'm going to be looking for, you know, not necessarily the quote-unquote trick play, but breaking of tendencies that were established a mere two weeks ago. They got 16 weeks of game film, and they got one week to, you know, break the tendency and get into the playoffs. I'm going to be very interested to see what this Tennessee offense looks like. Yeah, they are not... They're in. So, I mean, keep that in mind here, guys. Houston is in. There's really, if it comes, yeah, I mean, if it comes push to shove, let's, they're not going to, they're not going to go risk everything here. Now, it's not going to happen. But Tennessee is, again, a little shorthanded there. And what worries me is you are back-to-back weeks where you had winnable games or games that you should, you know, you needed to win, you knew you needed to win. And yet you went out there and you weren't uh, able to get them done a la Ryan Tannehill, which is, you know, as good as he has been, he has definitely been on these short ends of the stick here where when it comes down to push and shove, just can't seem to get over that hump. But fortunate for him in Tennessee, they got one more shot at this. But again, man, I am not discounting. You know, when you look at what needs to happen for the Raiders here, guys, and understand this. The they Raiders, needed yeah. they needed to beat the Chargers, they needed the Ravens to beat the Browns, the Jets to beat the Steelers, the Saints to beat the Titans, and the Colts to beat the Panthers. That's a five-team all parlay. All happened. Now they need a four-teamer this week, which includes them beating Denver. They need the Ravens to beat the Steelers, the Texans to beat the Titans, and the Colts at the Jags. And all of this is very possible. Maybe the hardest game on there is their game. Against the Broncos, because the Steelers, I don't even still, even without Lamar, what in the how in the hell are you going to score points? Bob Griffin will beat them. Yeah, and I mean, listen, we saw we saw the quarterback play yesterday for these Steelers, right? Right. And we were talking about it. Duck Hodges does. You know, the shine is off the rose, people. He does not necessarily look like an NFL quarterback. And Mason Rudolph is no better than he gets banged up. You know, I mean, they're going to go into Baltimore. And that's why the divisional rivalry of it is such an important thing. You don't think these Ravens are going to want to make sure that Pittsburgh is home for the holidays? Absolutely. And to be quite honest... I'll take Baltimore in that game. What I'm seeing of this Pittsburgh offense, James Conner re-aggravated, had a new leg injury now, so we don't know about him. Um, I I have very little faith in what I see in Pittsburgh. I have far more faith in what I would see in Tennessee. I mean, the truth is they are going to, the defense is going to have to once again deliver a, a performance. Now, the good thing is they don't have to prep for, in all likelihood, they don't have to prep for uh, Lamar, which is a different animal altogether. Uh, sure. But that defense has carried them this year. They're going to need to carry them one more week. I mean, let they held the Jets to 16 points. It's not like uh, it's not like the Jets ran all over them. They kept that game within distance, and the ability to be able to score at the how end would have been nice. How but they score against defense? I, you right. know, that's 
the defense, you know, the same way that we've watched other teams like Pittsburgh, the same way they've won games all year, the defense puts them in short fields, puts them in a position to be able to take advantage of turnovers and stops, and they're going to have to do it again. That's their only shot at this particular point. Don't expect a 400-yard day or something along those lines. Like, the only shot they have, and again, not knowing what Harbaugh is going to do, you know, how truly... You know, how invested is he going to be in this game on any level? Defense guy. I mean, Marcus Peters was banged up a little bit in that game right. yesterday. Yeah. So is he rolling out Jimmy Smith? Earl? T- I mean, what is he? What are we going to get right. defensively too? That's what I was yeah, saying right. before. When we talk about starters, you know, people automatically think of the quarterback. There yeah. are 22 starters, people. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. it's yep. not like you're running out a second string offensive line, though, for the entire game. You know what I mean? Right. So right. there will be some starting Ravens out there. But, I, you know, I'm with you. I think I think a mishmash of first and second teamers can beat this Pittsburgh. You know, you're right. The Steelers' defense is fine. But I yes. do not know how the Steelers' offense will move the ball and score, even against, you know, kind of the, the revolving door of whoever they run out there defensively. And also, there is a pride factor. This is, I mean, Steelers-Ravens maybe is not what it was when it was like, you know, Terrell Suggs and is, Ben right? Roethlisberger talking at each other. But this is a rivalry, Joe. And that plays yep. into what you're saying, how Harbaugh will play it. It's not like Harbaugh is going to be like, yeah, Come on in, Pittsburgh. Punch your ticket to the playoffs through us. Right. That ain't happening, yep. Joe. Yep. They also have uh, it's it, it, that whole divisional matchup situation there. Yes, there's still going to be an awful lot of pride. And then you got to figure out how deflated are they, you know, how disheveled and deflated are they going to be here having to go into that game? There's, there's a lot of questions uh, surrounding them that you just you have to look and go. I don't know. I mean, what is New England going to do? New England does have the Chiefs on their ass. So New England cannot afford in on any they level. The and they hop them because they're head-to-head matchup victory. Yeah, you, know, you I mean, and Miami is one of those teams where it's not like they haven't thrown a monkey in a wrench uh, against New England in years past. So that's a team obviously not quitting, not doing anything. And, yeah, Fitzmagic, does he have – a little bit left. So I don't I expect New England to go out there full board. I, I would not expect any sort of let up from them. Uh Kansas City is they can hope to get the number two, but at worst they're going to be number three. But again, they've got to go ahead, take care of business. Um I they're gonna play their starters. There's no reason why they wouldn't, as far as I'm concerned. Uh which leaves Buffalo. What has Buffalo got to play for exactly? Nothing. Nothing. They're locked in inside. They're locked in regardless. So, so what does that Josh mean for the Jets? You should throw Josh Allen's name into this conversation. Yes. Yeah. If and now the Josh Allen is very important. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Why? NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made.
All right, welcome back in here to The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Make sure you find us on YouTube, guys. The SportsGrid Network, all the fantasy and sports wagering advice you need all the time on YouTube at the SportsGrid Network. Also on Instagram at TV. And tonight, Monday Night Football, might be a good time for you to be able to get in the game. And you can do so by opening up a DraftKings Sportsbook account. Why? Because, well, listeners and watchers of this show right now, you can get a deposit bonus of up to 500 bucks. Now, here's how it works. You simply create a DraftKings Sportsbook account. You make a deposit, and then, boom, just like that, you place your first bet, and DraftKings, they'll match it with a 50% bonus of up to $500. Now, the offer is eligible for all users, not to mention that new users, you guys get a risk-free bet of up to 200 bucks. You just got to go to sportsgrid.com forward slash DK to play. That is sportsgrid.com forward slash DK. And if you have a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-GAMBLER 21 and over. And that's right, 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Check out the website for details and that Monday night football. In fact, tonight much still on the line for both of these teams as uh, green Bay currently sits as the number three seed Minnesota clinched yesterday uh, over the weekend uh, rather by uh, the Rams losing to the 49ers on Saturday night. So the Vikings uh, currently occupy the number six seed, but jockeying for position, certainly uh, still up for grabs between those two teams. And uh, we've got a got a Mike Zimmer-led Vikings team. Opens up, finds themselves right around that five and a half mark, five, five and a half. Uh, their record on uh, not only Zimmer's record at primetime, but primetime at home, uh, it is just, it, it's ridiculous. Uh, they usually don't lose or at least don't cover uh in these spots and they have not over the history since he's been with the Vikings. Now no Dalvin Cook, right? No Alexander Mattinson, I believe Likely. is pretty much Likely. done. So we've got we got this thing called a boon. Uh yeah. and the Packers, they've got a couple injuries on the defensive uh line there outside of uh outside of a defensive lineman that might be questionable. Other than that, they're okay. But the problem and the question is really going to be even without Dalvin Cook, and even if Madison, if he goes, maybe he doesn't or whatever, Mike Boone, the biggest problem for the Packers all year has been that defense against the run. So you are going into a place where they have done a great job, that offensive line and that offense of being able to establish the run. And if you overload the box, you know, if you really sell out, I don't care who's running the ball to try and stop the run. Well, then that's, you know, some people would say that receiving core is the strength of that team, especially at home. And we've seen Kurt Cousins at home, guys. A Thielen back is a, you know, he's a different animal at home. This whole team is just totally different at home. So it's not as easy as, you know, hey, let's just, uh, you know, the they got a better record, Green Bay, and let's pick them. It's it's a tough ass matchup here tonight. But at home, just to give you an idea, guys, under Mike Zimmer since 2014, they're 31-14-1 against the number. That's just epic proportions, guys. It's it's almost ridiculous. It's laughable. Um, so you have to also as a favorite, too, let's keep that in mind because they weren't always a favorite in there. As a favorite at home in this spot, 25-10-1. 
So it's this is a battle. So they are going to need to bring their A game, and I don't care who's running the ball. They are going to have to not only stop the run, but they are going to have to be able to do something a lot of teams haven't been able to do, and that is since they're underdogs here, they're going to win this game outright here, Dane, and they need to win this game outright, quite honestly, Green Bay. There's a lot more at stake here than just uh, just this matchup here. We could be talking about the NFC North moving forward as well, like, ooh, where where will Green Bay be when it is all said and done? Listen, uh, for Green Bay, there's the division. But don't forget, mm-hmm. you know, uh, with San Fran and New Orleans as well, let's say Green Bay wins. This would be another yeah. 12-win team. The bye is important yeah. as well. You think Huge. with a team like Green Bay, can you imagine? Tell me the difference. Here, Let's play a little game, Joe. What do you think would be the swing in a point spread if Green Bay was playing New Orleans in the divisional round, right, as the 2-3 game, let's say? Right. right. That's very possible. What do you think would be the difference in the point spread if that game was in the Dome in New Orleans versus the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field in mid-January? Can you imagine yeah. the difference? That oh, is yeah. Big huge. Time. Okay, so Green Bay has it all out there in front of them. I must disclose that I am also holding a plus 300 ticket for the Green Bay Packers to win the NFC North. So you mm-hmm. know who I'm on because they were the third right. choice beginning of the season. Remember, you and I were fading the Bears early in the yep. season. I was on this course, so I need them to come in. So I may be biased, let's say that. But I think you profile it correctly, right? The, the big question is, Will Mike Boone be plug and play for these Minnesota Vikings? You know what I mean, Joe? Like that run game has been great. That is the way you attack this Green Bay defense uh, via the run. But I just don't know. And Boone was, listen, Boone was good in the preseason. He was one of those revelations in the preseason. The question is, can he do it when the lights are on? You reeled off a lot of trends and stats, Joe, but you didn't talk about Kirk Cousins like in primetime games. You remember? Mm-hmm. And that's a stat also. And I don't know if Kirk Cousins, when the lights are on and they're, they're, the pressure will be on because they could win the NFC North almost this week. I wonder yep. if Kirk Cousins will deliver. Um, and if they're not able to run the ball, they're going to get forced into throwing the ball and being a volume thrower. And I don't know if that profiles well for Kirk Cousins in a matchup against this Green Bay secondary with uh, you know Jair Alexander and the crew. It's the the running game is going to be so important to Minnesota because it sets up that play action is brutal. Uh, You just can't defend it with health. Absolutely. With healthy wide receivers. Now, if they have any success and in game one, what we learned was the Vikings ran the ball 27 times for 198 yards, guys. And they got torched in the secondary a bunch of times. Why? Because simply they had to do more to be able to stop the run and they couldn't do it. They averaged almost eight yards a carry in that game against this defense here of Green Bay. So something's going to give. Now, can they have that same kind of success? But I think it's what even the threat of having some success on the ground is what is going to open up a healthy feeling. And now, you know, you got Rudolph and uh, and now you got, of course, Diggs on the outside. You got that triple-headed weapon. Dalvin Cook would have made this a more, um, I think we probably would have pushed it up maybe an extra point or so. But uh, to me, this is. That was week two when Dalvin Cook was setting the world on fire. Remember, he was the MVP of the league. 
in yep. September. Dalvin Cook went 20 for yep. 154 in that last game against Green Bay. And by the way, though, Joe, Green Bay won that game still, mm-hmm. 21-16, despite Dalvin Cook running for 150. Yep. You know, so Mike Boone ain't Dalvin Cook. All right. So no. that's the question. No, and they get it done. They couldn't even beat Green Bay in Green Bay with Dalvin Cook running for 150. So right. I don't know. I may lean Green Bay here. I know Minnesota at home is so much different. That defense is so much different. Definitely, but I trust yeah. Aaron Rodgers in prime time if this is a close game more than I trust Kirk Cousins, Joe. I know that, uh, and the reason that those guys are so good at home under Zimmer is because he's a very no-nonsense kind of guy. He doesn't leave any stone unturned. He's a guy that'll have his players ready. He's always had them ready at home. So the one thing we can always count on from Minnesota is they don't often shoot themselves in the foot. They don't make the stupid mistakes a la you would see some other teams make penalty wise. They're very disciplined. They're good. Well, he's a good coach. I mean, that's the whole thing with uh, with Minnesota. Yeah. Um, And he's also, I guarantee, he also understands the limitations of, you know, Kurt Cousins and not asking him, I think, to do too much uh, unless they absolutely have to. But I do think the difference is going to be on the defense. They have to, that defense of Minnesota, they have to be able to do, and this is what drives me crazy about Aaron Rodgers all year. Uh, They no doubt, and I'll even look at the numbers here, I have no doubt that, you know what, Green Bay might have the lead going into halftime. They might actually have some success there. And what I also have a sneaky suspicion about, which I've seen time at the time, is they disappear in the second half because adjustments are made on one side of the field And I still have not seen the second half adjustments for the Green Bay Dam Packers to be able to counter anything, which is why the offenses disappear in the second half. You're like, what the hell is going on? Like, Green, what are you doing? You're up by 13. Now, all of a sudden, you what? You're down by three? Um, That, to me, remains to be seen. That's the question mark. Because I I know Zimmer, and I know that coaching staff. They, whatever, they do very well in the first half. Yeah, that um, that will be taken away in the second half. And then the question is, how can they adjust? Because they haven't they haven't done a great job of adjusting thus far this year. And I think that's where the rookie coach thing comes in and not saying he's a terrible coach. But when you're going up against a guy like Zimmer, you got to give Zimmer the, uh, you know, the check mark in that column. Yeah, I I agree with that. I agree with that. You know what? I, but I do find it funny on some level because we say some of the same things about the New England Patriots and Tom Brady. Joe, you know, like Aaron Rodgers, we're looking for the things that are wrong, right? You're saying they can't make the adjustments. I hear in the mainstream media this idea that Aaron Rodgers is not elite anymore, that sort of thing, right? Yet, here they both stand with 11 wins on the season. You know, mm-hmm. there's about there's about 25 teams that would love to be, you know, as bad <laughs> as the Packers and the Patriots are, you know, right. but you are right. We shall see. I'm... And neither team, so, by the way, has faced the gauntlet the 49ers have faced. So let's, yeah, you know, let's take absolutely. it into perspective here. Absolutely. When you're out coaching and out playing mediocre to less mediocre absolutely. teams, you're going to have 10, 11 wins. So sure. Everything but there's still plenty of teams that would love to be that 11 and three or whatever it is. Gotta it's going to be very interesting. I wonder, I wonder if they could run the ball or if Kirk Cousins has to, has to throw. I don't know that I trust them if they got to put it on Kirk Cousins' arm tonight, Joe. I really don't. That's the big question. Yep. Could it be a field goal game? 
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. So, boy, do we got some wild swings here in uh, early look-ahead lines for the uh, for the NFL Week 17 now that we've kind of laid it out for you. I will say this, too, though. Uh, we've, got, uh, we've got a majority of the bets coming towards, uh, towards Green Bay here, uh, both in terms of uh, money and um, ticket counts. However... Uh, I'm watching the numbers continue to go towards uh, Minnesota. So uh, somebody or, you know, there's a few people with a lot of money, apparently, that are pushing Minnesota while the betting public again continues to push towards uh, Green Bay. And yet it's the numbers aren't uh, they're not necessarily uh, moving in the favor of Green Bay. It has ticked up a little bit as far as the total of 47 at this point. So it'll be interesting to see what happens a little bit closer to it's in that no man's land of four and a half, five. Anyway, it's kind of, you know, whoever you think is going to win, bet them the win. All right. Because that, uh, that point spread is usually death, but let's take a look at some of the early line releases here for some of these games and what has happened in just a matter of, you know, eight hours since uh, 12 o'clock since midnight. You had Houston at home open up as a one-point favorite against Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. Uh, That is now switched to Tennessee laying five uh, across the board. So that is a six-point swing now between Houston and there. Opens up at minus one. You're also seeing a big swing uh, when it comes to Indiana and Jacksonville. Uh, Indiana opened up as a one-point favorite. That now I'm seeing minus four across the board. Uh, and Dallas taking on Washington. Dallas opened up as a two-touchdown favorite. That has been bet down to 10, 10 and a half here, and I'm even seeing a few 11, so that continues to move down. Uh, Carolina, how about that? Drew Brees in Carolina. We don't even know who the quarterback's going to be for Carolina at this particular point. I'll assume Will Greer will continue, uh, but that's uh, that's looking more and more. Opened up at 10 and a half, 11 for Brees and company. It's now up to 14, Dane. Uh, and Buffalo and the Jets. Right. Buffalo opened up as a five and a half point favorite. It's now almost a pick 'em. It is, in fact, a yeah. pick 'em in some places and minus one in others. So uh, Miami getting 17 points in New England, getting getting that 16 and a half, 17 there. And depending on the outcome tonight, though, but Green Bay also listed as a 10 point favorite against David Blah and Detroit. And I'm trying to see the other. And Seattle, in fact, was uh, a pick 'em with Garoppolo and company. Now it looks like San Francisco on the road is at least a three-point favorite. So some wild swings here, depending, of course, on motivation and things along those lines. But uh, the market is clearly telling you, for instance, in Houston and Tennessee there, with everything to go for Tennessee, uh, they yeah. gave Houston a slight edge at home, but it doesn't look like the markets are buying that 
Bill O'Brien and company are going to go all out here uh, against Tennessee because that's a six-point swing, Dane. That's pretty crazy now that Tennessee is going to be a four-and-a-half, five-point favorite. Yeah, and that's that's what it's about, right? They're they're trying to get the books are trying to get ahead of the game in mm-hmm. terms of motivation. When you see those teams like Buffalo or or teams that don't have something to play for versus teams who do, the Tennessee Houston example is a perfect one. You know, a lot of people think that Houston is pretty much locked into the four. Okay. Meanwhile, Tennessee will have everything to play for, right? Yep. So maybe you don't see. Uh, and 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 look, Will Fuller got reaggravated an injury on Saturday. Yep. All right. That's correct. So what happens if the same? You don't want the same thing to befall Deshaun Watson, who, by the way, it looked like he got nicked up for a little while in the third quarter. He was messing with his heel, right? Yep. Um, on Saturday. So why risk it with him or D Hop? You know, anything like that. So there are a number of cases where you're you're getting ahead of motivation. You're also going to start hearing, I guess, tomorrow or Wednesday, Joe, there's going to be a rash of guys shutting it down for the season, you know, mm-hmm. where you hear that, oh, they're not playing, teams that are not really contending, uh, maybe a T.Y. Hilton, for example, right, or, or other teams that maybe don't have as much. We talked about why is Josh Allen out there, potentially for Buffalo, if they're locked in, right, against the Jets. Maybe that's part of the line movement. This is the books trying to get ahead of guys that are going to get shut down or may get rested for their playoff run. Yeah, some of these uh, some of these numbers are hilarious, uh, including Denver and Oakland, who Denver opened up as a four and a half point home favorite, and um, so far a number of the bets and money coming in on a backing Oakland and Gruden, right? Uh, it's pushed it back to a a four, and it's interesting the way it sets up the one o'clock games versus the four o'clock games, right. because it's Houston, Tennessee is a four. Indy Jacksonville's four. Uh, Washington yep. Dallas is at four. Uh, Jer- at four. They're yep. doing the NFC at one. Like yep. so they're doing all the NFC at yep. one. All the yep. AFC teams one, play at two. four at the same time, so it'll all be decided. And it'll then all be figured out. NFC game, yeah. And then uh, Garoppolo like soccer, and you know, uh, Russell. The will, yeah, they'll be deciding there. That game was flexed into the uh, into the Sunday night game. And the biggest bet game so far on the board <laughs> is the uh, is the Pittsburgh Baltimore game, which is seeing, and this is hilarious, but uh, I'm still seeing Baltimore as a three point favorite over Pittsburgh, and there's a good chance. Yep, nobody's playing for Baltimore. Absolutely nobody, and yet the market is going. Yeah, I don't buy it, man. I don't buy it. Baltimore divisional game. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not buying it at all. And um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Is that game not at four o'clock, or am I got no, it listed wrong? Game. It's a one o'clock game. Okay, so it's been moved. So it's a one o'clock game. Okay, right, because so that's the one Pittsburgh, o'clock. They're doing all the AFC scenarios. Right. At one. So yeah, exactly. Pittsburgh, yeah. You know that sort of thing. So they they need to know, I believe. Uh, so we'll see. They may still switch some around, but I think that's what they do. Remember how we say like soccer, they synchronize right. it. So you can't like know what you need to do. They're going to be right. playing at the same time. So maybe there's still some movement. I thought they were going to just games. launch them all at like one o'clock or four o'clock. Or, what did they do that with? Was it maybe that was baseball? Baseball did it all where they launched everyone on the last. Was mm-hmm. it last couple of days? Everyone started at like three o'clock in the afternoon. Like that was I, it. Nobody didn't want anybody mailing it yeah. in, so to speak. So and, um, and they do that in yeah. the as well. Yep. Very good. And I gotta tell you, the Giants, the Giants are getting five points against Philly. Huh. They'll score points. They'll score I, points. 
Right? They will score points. I like. I'll, what's the over? What's the total in that game? Forty-six. It's been bet up. I'll take the over in that game. I'll take the over in that game. Kind of feels like we're going to get more of that. You know, Danny Dimes York three or four goals. touchdown game. Yeah. You can attack this Philly pass secondary. Saquon just looks yeah. more and more healthy. Right. Um. Yeah. I. I early. Early play for me is the over because also in Fanduel, Joe. It's 45 and a half. When you're seeing these dramatic line movements, even mm-hmm. more time to shop around, right? Because some of the yep. ones you were saying over on FanDuel, there was a point, point and a half gap. Okay. Yep. So books are making dramatic moves based on handicapping motivation, stuff like that. They may not all be on the same page. So shop around this week. Uh, I like the over early in Philly, New York. Well, it's the dramatic moves are from where they started to where they are, but they've moved based upon the amount of money that has come in. And the amount of money coming in is clearly is clearly telling them what side it's going to be on. I mean, when you get (laughs) Bill O'Brien trying to convince us his best way that they are ready to rock and roll, try and take over the number three seed. But uh, the truth is nobody's buying it with a six point swing. And even Minnesota, I mean, Minnesota, we don't even know what they're going to do tonight. Right. But yet they still are laying seven against Chicago next week at home. So and correct me if I'm wrong, if Minnesota wins tonight, they do have an opportunity to catch Green Bay right next week, who is playing Detroit on the road. And Minnesota would be home against Chicago. Absolutely. If Minnesota wins tonight, Mm -hmm. if Minnesota wins tonight, then they're in a flat footed tie. Okay, if Minnesota wins tonight, then Minnesota and Green Bay enter right. week 17, both at 11 and four. Yep, absolutely. And I mean, that, Joe, that could be for Minnesota all the marbles, guys. Yeah, Minnesota yep. at 11 and four can get as high as up to Minnesota can get still if everything breaks right for them. They can get as high as number two. Number two, right. Yep. They could get a buy. Okay, because Minnesota could be 11 and four. One game back of San Francisco and New Orleans, okay? Um, And then, you know, it's not like San Francisco can't lose to Seattle uh, week 17, okay? And Minnesota, I believe there's a path. I got to look at it. Minnesota, there is a path for them to still be the number two seed. Number two, right? Yeah. 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 It's involved with the tiebreakers, like if New Orleans and San Fran lose, maybe if there's a three-way tie with the three of them at 12 wins, they sneak in. You know, we have to go down the path of, like, the fourth and fifth tiebreakers. But I do know there is a path if Minnesota wins out. um, A home game for them would be – that's a game changer. You can get a playoff home game for them. It would be a bind, Joe. Because in this NFC, remember, whoever the two NFC wildcard teams are, Okay, they will be two of San Francisco, Seattle, Minnesota or Green Bay, whoever they are, Joe. You don't want to see them. You know, like you don't want to see them, whoever they are. You want to win the division and you want that by. So true. It's so true. And I can tell you this, too. (laughs) Who you got here, Dan? You ready? Atlanta on the road to Tampa. Tampa. And it's right now a it looks like it opened up as somewhere around a uh, a two and a half for Tampa Bay at home. It's it's pretty much a pick em now, but that total is one 50. and a half on FanDuel, fifty and a half on FanDuel. Yeah. I mean, listen. Woo. <laughs> Woo. 
<laughs> uh, when you talk about what there is to play for in these games, right? You know. Well, I think uh, it's clear Atlanta's playing for Dan Quinn. I, I think right, that's uh, that's clear. Blake for two. Jameis is playing yeah. for his job in the record books. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Jameis yep, is playing absolutely. for his job with a good taste in B.A. and Byron left with his mouth. I mean, the man is coming off of a yep. four-interception performance. Okay, and right. will he come back? Will he get franchise tagged, right? What's behind door How number How is that going to work? Yep, yep, yeah. yep. But at the same yep. time, Jameis can also – I think he can get as high as like fourth or third all time single season. He can wow. get up to like 300 yards. He's standing at like 49 something right now. 5,000 is a threshold, clearly. Right. But with a normal Jameis game, I mean, pencil him in for 350, Joe, and he'd be at 5,300 yards, which I believe is fourth all time. So wow. they're going to both sling in it. Yeah, I can see this game going the going over the total. Wow, wow, what, what, wow. That's all I can say yeah. is wow. Wow, wow, wow. You know, we'll be down to try and get another 12 catches for his, you know, record books. Right. This is going to be, this could be fun. A week 17 is going to, yeah. And bonuses and everything else that's, uh, that's at stake here for a lot of these guys. Yep. Sure. Now, Ronald are you, Jones um. Who wants to make a stand? Yeah. I'm still seeing a whole lot of AFC and NFC games going off at one o'clock, not one or the other here. Are you, are you sure are you seeing that all the AFC games are going off at one o'clock Because NFL.com still has them staggered. Okay. When they put the graphic up, I was watching like, uh, when I was watching Sunday night football, uh, Michaels and Collinsworth were talking about it and they showed what the games were. So I, I could be wrong, or they could be not done, like, moving it and flexing them still. You know what I mean? On the schedule. Well, they flexed the 49ers and Seahawks at, at 820 already, but it, it appears that, no, we're going to have a whole lot of interesting games at 1 o'clock with still. And it, I'll say this. It looks like whatever happens at 1 o'clock will determine there are going to be some teams that have to win at oh. 4 o'clock. So, uh, oh. yeah. Or it won't. And, the, and yeah. like the Eagles and Cowboys are both at four. So that's what I'm saying. Like the end yeah. that is decided at four o'clock. But that's at correct. one, when you have. Uh, that's yeah, you're you going to have Vikings and Packers decided. Yeah, you're going to have at all at one o'clock. The decision games looks like they'll all be bunched in in either one o'clock or four o'clock. Fair enough. And then the NFC West and that one. Is the and then, yes, game. and that'll end up at the at the night game. So interesting Joe. stuff. Three nights tonight, Joe. Give me the under. Divisional matchup, prime time. Give me the under. We'll break it down tomorrow. Big week 17. Get ready. Grease is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. All right, so I see um, I see how it's shaping up here. They've got, let's just say, the wild card spot in the AFC where you got Titans, Steelers, and Raiders. Right. All those games are at 425. 
The one o'clock games will solidify, let's say, Minnesota wins tonight. You'll have Minnesota and Green Bay next week at one o'clock. That decision will be made. So by the four o'clock games, those two, somebody is going to be the the, uh, the NFC uh, North champion. champion. The Chiefs and the Patriots also, depending if they're going to jockey for position, right. that will be decided at 1 o'clock. So the only okay. real games, and then, of course, it'll culminate at the end with the 49ers right. in Seattle. But all of those 4 o'clock games, that'll decide the AFC wild card. And the 1 the o'clock NFC. games... Yeah, we'll de- we'll decide the uh, you know the NFC matchups and the uh, on whether or not Patriots finish lower than number two. So uh, it'll Dallas work out. It, Dallas, yeah, and Philly Dallas and Philly's at four at o'clock time. too. Yeah, yeah, right. they're also down in there as well. So this okay. is uh, it's going to shape up to be a very interesting week seventeen. That's for sure. Because the good part is. The teams like even New Orleans, for instance, if they win at one o'clock, right, against the Panthers, mm-hmm. they're going to be watching 820, uh, yeah. you know, 820 watching that uh, 49 or Seahawks yeah. game. Yep. So there's uh, plenty to be decided about, and it's uh, it's going to be fun to watch it unfold. But you mentioned tonight Green Bay and Minnesota. Um, you're going to back, well, you're going to take the points tonight with uh, Green Bay? Bay plus the five and a half. I know it's in no man's land, but last time yeah. it was a five point game. <laughs> so we'll see. Yep. I'll take. Yeah, points, well, yeah. that's yeah. It's you know, it's listen. If you like Rodgers, uh, grab the five three points. I, I mean, there, there might be a good shot I that they actually win. Rodgers, right. So right. in maybe a lower scoring right. game, I'll take every point I can get. And if Minnesota yep. does come out, I like the idea of the back door with Aaron Rodgers too. Yeah, I just uh, listen. If it, if it ain't broke, uh, and let me just double check first half here. Do it, brother. Uh, I know where you're going. Go right. Yeah, ahead. it's you know divisional uh, matchups. End of the year, December worked out really good. Uh, yesterday there with uh, Kansas City, Chicago, uh, prime time under, and of course Dallas, uh, Philly too. That also uh, played to the under also. So maybe these two squads. Beat each other up to the points. 23, 23 and a half. What are you seeing? 23? Yeah, 23, 23 and a half. Ah, right, good. You know where I'm going. 10, 10, damn 10, 10 and a half. That's it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Give me the under. And tease that.